Fauci's insufferable farewell tour. What's up with the protest in China? And Kanye West just walked out of an interview about the now infamous, not infamous, infamous dinner that he had with, with Trump yesterday or the day before. The thing everybody's talking about in the news. You're watching, listening to the Propaganda Report podcast. I'm Brad Binkley. Joining me is Cam Harless, host of the Mad Ones podcast and co-member of the Black Tank Top Club. I, I'm not normally the one sporting the black tank top by myself, but I am today. It's usually me. It's usually me that's sporting the black tank top by myself. Yes. But today but, I am, because I you've done it enough by yourself, so I'm <laughs> going to carry the weight now so everybody can see how truly skinny and pale that I am. Well, if they want to be skinny and pale and look as good as you do, just <laughs> blacktankclub.com. They can get their own. I there you mean, go. I hope everybody's Thanksgiving was good. Cam, I hope your Thanksgiving was good. Did you, did you have a good holiday? Yeah, man. I didn't do anything. It was so nice. That is nice to have have some time where you don't have to worry about worry about going on. But now let's get back to worrying about everything <laughs> that's going on. So what I want to start with today is, is Fauci. Because Fauci's retiring. We're not going to have – we have a, a limited amount of time to mock Fauci as he's going to be going on this farewell tour. Over, so he's retiring at the end of December, and he's going to be showcased on all the major media outlets until then, because he's got to get his final propaganda push out there, and I figured we should go through and see what, he, what his parting words are to us, because he made an appearance on just about every single Sunday show over the weekend. And starting with Mask... He was talking about mask during his interview with Face the Nation. This is Wait, the interview the, we're going to go through. Was he talking about the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey? Yes, he was giving his review on the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey. Good, because that's all I care to yeah, hear from. Yeah, very him. critical. You know, he's not. He he did say once that he wanted Brad Pitt to play him on SNL, talking about entertainment, and then his wish came true because everybody, you know, sucks on the knob of Fauci science, and that happened and. You know, he really relishes his role as a propagandist. You know, he, they say that he is leaning uh, into that right now in these, these final appearances. And I'm going to share this with you. Let me get this screen shared. And I know you're going to miss Fauci in particular, Cam. He's oh, yeah. A big well, big I mean, Fauci fan. It's mostly just because I'm so attracted to him. He's an attractive little five foot one man. For many Americans, Thanksgiving felt. That's not the part. So here we go. I'm going to have to skip around because I didn't cut these clips. So I'm going to be skipping around through the actual video here. But here's the... All right, here we go. Yeah, here, the subject of mask come up. Jesus, you got to use come... I mean, the idea of coming into a crowded place and you're going home to someone who's immune compromised, it just makes sense to put a mask on. You recently... So, you know, on his way out, it just makes sense to remember, put a mask on. This is from the guy who was on video on audio multiple times saying that you don't need masks and he switches back and forth. But remember, mask up. Maybe he's just testing his influence, you know, one final go at it. He then goes on to talk about, you know, some vaccine. You know, he wants to give one final push to make sure we get the jab. How much and is he making off of that? Off of the jab? Yeah, like it, it's sure like have, have, has anyone like connected him to Pfizer or Moderna or anything like that? 
I don't know about that. I, I'm sure somebody has. I know that he's like the highest paid government employee of all time or something like that. He's made more money off of working in government. Than, well, I, I, it's going to be how you contextualize that because you can really you can spin anything off of a government job. But Fauci's gotten very rich off of propagandizing people for 40 years, over 40 years. Actually, it might even be over 50 years. But here he gives one final vaccine push. Let me find the spot here. All right. 4.30. All right. You recently had COVID. I did. I wonder how that changes when you calculate what? your risk these days. And, and how long do you think immunity actually lasts? Well, we know how much antibody immunity lasts because you can measure antibodies. They go up and they come down pretty quickly. It is entirely likely that although... Did you notice right there, by the way, that that was a cut clip? I didn't cut this clip. This is straight off the Face the Nation website. That was clearly an edited clip that they put of the show. I didn't yeah. see the show live, so I don't know what, what they edited out, but I'll let him continue. You may get infected with mild symptoms. Mm -hmm. The degree of protection against severe disease may be much more prolonged than the very transient degree of protection against infection. <laughs> let me give you an example. You measured me. I'm an elderly person, so my immune system isn't as robust as it was 30, 40 years ago. I could do without never hearing Fauci say, you, you measured me again in my life. <laughs> About three inches, but it does the work. Yeah. I was vaccinated, doubly boosted, and I got infected. Now, the, the antibodies that were circulating in my body were not enough to protect me from getting infected, but it is very likely that the vaccination and double boosting that I had protected me from getting a severe outcome mm -hmm. that if I didn't have that, I very well might have gotten very seriously ill and I had a very mild infection. I want people to understand is that although you may get infected with these new variants that are related to the Omicron, you may not be protected against infection. You're doing a pretty good job are protecting you against severe disease. You're making disease. a case for vaccination. I'm and totally making but, a case. But I'm asking because people think, oh, I got a three month free pass. I just had COVID. Yeah. But they can still get new variants. They it, can still get sick. Yes. In that window of time. Exactly. Exactly. So you really want to keep up on your boosters mm -hmm. because the, the, the protection clearly wanes. It wanes much more for, for infection than it does for severe disease, but it does wane. So, Okay, so notice how he said likely. He didn't say you would, you would definitely be less severe. He said likely less severe. And there's no evidence that they've actually given to support this claim that if you get two jabs and boosted, double jab, double boosted, you still get it, but you'll get it less severely. They're just kind of saying this. Now, if they provided evidence, that would be a different story because maybe that's possible. But when the whole beginning of this propaganda campaign was, you will not get it if you get the vaccine, it has now morphed into, I've been double boosted, I've been, du I've been double vaxxed, I, 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 and I got, the, I got the virus anyway, but it's a little bit less severe than you might have got it otherwise. So you need to, it's just such a, a reframing and a blatant lie. And they're still bringing this guy. I mean, the shifting of the goalpost is extraordinary here. Had they started with this, had they started by saying, you are still going to get it if you get vaccinated. It's just going to be less severe. Here is the evidence that we have to 
support that, then maybe this could be an acceptable argument. But it's coming after they told us we'd never get it, and it's coming with no evidence in support of it. It's just obnoxious. It's all of it's obnoxious, and it's 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 not like not to repeat everything that we've said over the past what two and a half years now, but like, can you really still like? intellectually honestly call it a vaccine when it doesn't stop the disease at all right yeah like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do what vaccines are supposed to do or defined as doing like they've had to redefine the term vaccine itself it it doesn't seem to do much of anything although i think some people aren't getting sick maybe it's helped them but my question is are people who aren't getting sick is it because of the vaccine or is it because of another reason I, i so they attribute likely yeah, right. So they just attribute anybody who doesn't get sick who has a vaccine to the vaccine, yet they don't actually prove anything that they say. I think they just want to get as many of these jabs in people's arms, and I think they want to throw out different variants of COVID or whatever it is, is they're throwing out there so that they can test this mRNA technology against a bunch of different variations of it and, and gather this data because I think that we're all being used as guinea pigs for this mRNA. I mean, I didn't, I'm not vaccinated, so I'm not. But yeah. I think they're just trying to see what works because I think they want to perfect the technology some sort of life extension technology to use on themselves in a the little transhumanism experiment. <laughs> it's just, uh, when's his last day? It's the end of December. I don't know which oh, which good. last day it is. Yeah, I don't know oh, exactly good. when. I'm glad so, it's at the end of December because that way when the Grinch's heart grows three times, he can boost it to six. I believe, <laughs> I believe his birthday is on December 24th, if I recall correctly. <laughs> That is guessing, the day that that, but I think that, that elves are born. Yeah, well, there, well, you have an elf. He's he literally is five foot one. He played basketball <laughs> in high school. Apparently, I would I would dominate Fauci as an eighty five year old or how old he is, or as a twenty year old. I would still dominate little five foot one Fauci in basketball. There's no doubt about that. Even if I'm unvaccinated, which I am, then I still would. Now he responds to a question about the origins of COVID, which he had the press conference last week where it was like, I don't know if it was his final press conference that said it might be at the White House, and somebody asked a question about the origin of COVID, and the, the White House press secretary came up and interrupted and was like, no questions about that. You can't ask about that. And here he is being asked about that after he's had time to prep on how to respond to it. And he doesn't actually respond directly to that question right here, but he does afterwards. So here he is not responding to that question, but instead talking about other Fauci-related things. There have been all these House Republican calls for investigations into the origins of COVID and saying they're going to bring you up to Capitol Hill. Do you think that wanes as you step down? Well, I don't think it's going to wane for me. The Republican uh, House has Mm -hmm. has said that they're going to, and that's fine with me. You'll appear. Oh, of course. I mean, I have to stop that there because I've watched this clip a number of times. She asked that question, do you think that wanes, the idea of doing investigations where they bring Fauci in? And then she also, they talk about the, the vaccine waning. So right. they use this term, I don't know if that was just in her mind, and so she used the same word and was not reading the oh, prompter. Yeah. It just seems a little bit weird in this context to me. Like, well, is, your, she, is your support of that football team waning? It's just a weird way to, to frame it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that she's probably not the sharpest tool in the shed. Right. 
Definitely not. So, I mean, she probably was like, oh, that sounds smart. I'm going to use that in this, in <laughs> look, this interview. Look at Fauci's feet and his legs underneath that table. <laughs> you know why? Sh- look how short he is. <laughs> <laughs> is they it, have wait, the chair like bumped up all the way. Robert Reich is actually shorter, right? And he like four foot eight or something. He's pretty short, too. I'd like to see a, a wrestling match between Robert Wright and, <laughs> and Danny Robert DeVito Fauci. as the trash man. Just right. to it, it would be them. difficult, though, for Robert Wright, because he just keep trying to make out with Fauci the entire time. <laughs> you know, I, I'm very much in favor of of legitimate oversight. Absolutely. I mean, I've testified before Congress, given the 38 years that I've been mm-hmm. director, literally hundreds of times in many oversight hearings. It's never been this personal for you, though. And I know when I talk to you um, a year ago, you, you were angry. You said, I'm just going to do my job and I'm going to be saving lives and they're going to be lying. They've clearly politicized it. I'm not political at all, period. I've never been. And anybody who knows anything about me knows that that's the case. But it is. He's not political at all. That's like Biden saying he's not creepy at all. He's never been creepy ever. It's like Stormy Daniels saying I'm not, that. I'm not she, political myself. I'm just a tool. Of, right, of the just, political he's not political. Machine. Yeah. Stormy Daniels has never had sex for money. Ever. Neither yeah, Lindsey Graham has never paid a, a, a guy for sex for ever. That's never happened. These are obvious lies that everybody knows. And he is stating an obvious lie here. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just have to throw this in here before I forget. Did you know there's another um, uh, court case for Harvey Weinstein going on right now? Yes. And they passed out pictures of his naked body. To, oh, I didn't see those. I'm sure his, that you have printed out copies, though. No, I, I unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. But yeah. uh, no, they they passed it out to the jury. Oh to my prove gosh! Things. It's and I I could talk about XR. I could I could talk about. I would love I've to heard. hear about that. I did not know about that. That is <laughs> what what an awful jury to be on. What an awful you know? life to live. Jeez. I don't care how evil you are. Like, could you imagine? You know that Newsom's wife testified because she was somebody who apparently I think she testified about his testicles. <laughs> yep, I believe. Can you imagine if she were first lady? Well, I mean, she, she she's not a great witness for that because it's the first pair she's ever seen. Right. Yeah, she doesn't. We know Newsom doesn't have any. We'll let Fauci continue here. It's very clear when people are running their campaigns mm-hmm. with an anti-Fauci element to it. Who says that? A narcissist, an anti-Fauci. I mean, he, he he's obviously a narcissist. That to me. It makes that perfectly clear. Nobody talks like that. I've never in my life said, you know, an anti, an anti Binkley. It's just a weird thing for somebody who's not a psychopath narcissist to say. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, notice how he keeps looking into the camera at certain instances. Do you notice that? Like, like he'll kind of lean over. I'm going to take that back a second. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing this the whole time, but notice how he, he glances. And and that time for emphasis, he, you see right there, he's staring right at the camera to try and make that emphasis because he's a psychopath troll midget. (laughs) Nobody who knows anything about me knows that that's the case. But it is very clear when people are running their campaigns yeah, with an anti-Fauci element to it. There he is. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, th- 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 this yeah. is a public health issue. I'd be more than happy to explain publicly or otherwise mm-hmm. everything that we've done. And I could defend and explain everything that we've done from a public health standpoint. Well, even though Rand Paul has tried to get him to do that over and over again, and he fails at doing it. Every time Rand Paul tries to get him to do that. So that technique he's doing there, when you're on camera, you're, so there's times when you're supposed to direct your eyes to the camera. 
usually when you're reading like a teleprompter. Uh, if the teleprompter is a little bit off screen or, or if you're if you're talking to the public, maybe you're talking to somebody, somebody on, on the panel and you say, I wanted to tell the American people this. Then you turn away from the panelist and you turn to the camera. Fauci is having a conversation with another person and not. So it's weird the way he's doing that. I, I'll put the link in the show notes. Watch the way he creepily does this. This is this is somebody who's this is not a director of the NAIA or whatever it is. This is a propagandist trying to land specific points on the audience who's watching it on his little farewell tour here. And he goes on. The idea that he's not political at all is a complete joke. But now he responds a little bit more directly to the idea of the lab leak theory. This is all right. Yeah, here we go. President Biden said the United States is asking China for more data about the origins. Have you seen anything that Beijing has produced? No. You know, one of the one of the problems is that and this is historic. It goes way back to bird flu, the H5N1, the H7N9, the original SARS-CoV-1 that the Chinese not necessarily the scientists that we know and we have dealt with and collaborated with productively for decades, but the whole establishment of political and other establishment in China, even when there's nothing at all to hide, they act secretive, which absolutely triggers an appropriate suspicion of like, what the heck is going on over there? So right now, That's what too. we would really like to know is all of the details of what... Yeah, I've noticed a lot of those cuts. I, this this is what they aired, I'm sure, also. But they have definitely cut this interview up in, in weird ways, too. Like, they cut them kind of in, in the middle of sentences. Usually you can't notice it as obvious as you can notice it here. It's weird. What went on with the original people who were infected... We keep a completely open mind as to what the origin is. Having said that, if you look at the examination by highly qualified international scientists with no political Mm -hmm. agendas, they've published in peer reviewed journals that the evidence is quite quite strong that this is a natural occurrence. Does that mean we've ruled out that there was something funny going on at leak? Absolutely. And I and all of my colleagues keep an absolutely open mind Wait, rewind to investigate that. every possibility because because it, that sounded like he he was saying something but he he did a switcheroo am i am i crazy oh well, you're probably you're might be we're both a little crazy cam uh, but probably not for this reason here we go political Is that far enough agendas back? yeah they've published in peer reviewed journals that the evidence is quite strong that this is a natural occurrence does that mean we've ruled out that there was something funny going on at leak, absolutely. And I and all of my colleagues. Did you hear that? Absolutely open mind. We've got uh, he said that. Abso- yeah, no, he said absolutely. I noticed that too. So he starts off by saying we can't rule it out. Then he says absolutely. But we absolutely have an open mind. Yeah, he does a little little word twisting that, Because it, you, you in your brain, you fill, you fill in. Because I heard it and I was like. Yeah. Well, the what he does that, is. What yeah. he's trying to uh, allegedly communicate here is that they question it but he just says did we close the book on it absolutely so it's like no we didn't question it right it, then he turns around and says we're completely open-minded to it. so he's giving an answer to all sides 
that was that was wild to watch because I was just like, I, am I crazy? Because <laughs> look at his eyes right now. He look twisted at his creepy effing eyes. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got he's got lizard eyes. But yes, so what can happen now is in the future somebody could say, well, you said you're open minded. He could say, well, no, I said the book was closed on it, and and, and everybody has a clip to prove their point. Yeah, I would investigate every possibility because mm-hmm. this is too important not to do that. Um. Okay, so he said, the end of that, he said, they are open-minded to investigating it right after he said they had closed the book on it, which you're right. I I found that, I don't know if that was, if he misspoke or if that was an intentional thing. I don't know, but it does kind of serve that effect. But that brings me to the whole China protest going on today. You've seen this in the news, all the Dude, the protests I've been spreading around China. So much. I've been working so much. I haven't. I don't know anything. You're bringing me brand new things. So I I haven't followed the China protests all that much. All Hong I know Kong from, again or no? Do what? Is it about Hong Kong again or? No, this is about the the zero COVID lockdown policy oh, in China. Oh yeah, I heard someone like burnt to death or something because of it. Yeah, there was a an, a fire. It might have been in an apartment. Like ten people died, and they say that this is what the narrative is. They say that this spurred the protest, and the emphasis in the media is that not just in one centralized place, but it's breaking out across the country, which is which is the for the purpose of trying to say there's an uprising that could happen. <laughs> but then China says it's not really as big as you say it is. It's a small number, and you might be like, okay, maybe China's lying. But then when the reporter comes back and says, yeah, it's not in the thousands. It's not in the, it, it's, it's almost a hundred. So the, the media has, they've propped it up, but then they have kind of quietly at the end of their segment said, it's not really that many people protesting. We're, we're just making it seem like it's more, which the, that's probably not a new thing. If I had to guess, yeah. I think the coverage of it is a new thing. I think we're paying attention to it, and they're putting it in our minds for a reason. I think the same thing has been going on. They're just now trying to call our attention to it. And Well, it's like the, the Hunter Biden thing. Uh, right. Several different media outlets said, oh, this was totally real. They've, totally. they've verified it now. Uh, yeah, Two the, years yeah. later, right. and it's like uh, people – I saw people on Twitter being like, yeah, finally, we told you. It's like this is not a victory. No, they it's not a victory at all. They're you for something, no. you dingus. No, yeah, they're either going to – do an investigation and then Hunter Biden will say we found nothing or they will do an investigation and then the media will say we exposed it and this is why Joe Biden is leaving office and why Kamala is taking over. I think well, the latter is more likely to happen. I don't think that they're going to do that because I don't think I, – I think they've seen reality and don't want Kamala Harris in the office. Yeah. I think what they're and doing Biden's is – controllable too. I think what happened is Donald Trump – just announced for the presidency and they want to start getting behind someone else in 2024 to go against DeSantis and Trump. And I think that that's what they're doing. I don't think they're going to 25th amendment him. I think that they're prepping it so they can choose another candidate to get behind next election cycle. They're definitely not going to want to get behind Biden. That's for sure. Cause they're not throwing all their support behind him, but the China angle here, because they're, it's weird to me that all of this stuff is in the news right now. There's a comment saying, did, did uh, any word says, did they really burn people alive in their apartment buildings? The, and that's the narrative. The narrative is that there's a zero COVID lockdown and nobody, some people are not even allowed to leave their apartments in China, which is interesting that this is being reported the way it is because the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, they all praised China's zero COVID lockdown. 
they all wanted to model everything that they did moving forward in crisis situations after that, maybe a climate lockdown for all we know. And now this is being reported in a kind of a, twist in the because we know that the NBA, we know that Hollywood, we know China has a foothold in America in, in many ways. So we don't usually show China protest opposing China in this way. And it got me thinking about why this might be going on. And I think that this is the beginning of a process to start to get the American public ready to support World War III. We already see the Russia angle. So just today, just today in the news, we have the Ukraine-Russia news all the time. And, and there's news of that today. And we also have this news, which is putting the Chinese Communist Party, showing them to be oppressing, killing and oppressing their citizens. And we also have the story about the Iranian soccer team and the, the United States soccer team during the World Cup. The U.S. and Iran, they have a game. I don't know if it's tomorrow. I don't really follow soccer. It's, yeah, I mean, you're I think a man, tomorrow. So. Yeah, and it's a big game, but the story instead of the game is about how a U.S. outlet, the soccer-related outlet, it wasn't like the team, but it was, it was like a, a, an official soccer representative for the U.S., tweeted out a, an image of the Iranian flag that took off an emblem that represented the, their religion over there. And that caused apparently outrage among Iran. And they demanded that the U.S. be disqualified from the entire tournament for doing, I guess, such blasphemy in their eyes. And so it made the whole thing political. And they even started questioning the coach about it. And the coach is like, I just want to play soccer, team to be focused. And, and then they cut back to CNN and Jake Tapper's like, why is he running away from his virtue? They should talk about why they did that. And the coach didn't do that. But they they want the they want to politicize everything, and when they have this they have this game against Iran, it's a perfect situation. It almost makes you think the games were fixed because China, Iran, and Russia those are the three main forces in the new axis axis of evil for for the World War Three. That that's that's who we would be fighting against, and they're all in the news today in a way that's demonizing them. But Iran is it. Iran, I don't know. Like it's it's every time someone brings up Iran, Iran, I'm just like, this is not a country to worry about. Well, they have nuclear weapons, and it's I mean, like even well, that's the thing. It's like I don't believe the feds, but when even Israel's um, intelligence community says that they weren't building nuclear weapons, I'm like, they would be the ones who would say that they were, so that they could do the war thing, you know. Right, right. Well, so I, I, I don't, I, I never bought the nuclear weapons in Iran thing, but right, that's neither here nor there. No, you're right, you're right. I, I don't think the nuclear weapons will be used. I, I just think they're setting up the narrative and they're setting up the American. So they have to have this long process of conditioning. That it's, I think his name is Elul. I can't ever say his name right. It's like E L L U L. It's called Propaganda: of The Formation of Men's Attitudes. Book. It's a fantastic book. It took me a while to read because i'll read something and i'll be like wait a minute what did that just say and i'll have to go back it was in real small writing but it's just amazing insights and the writer is very sarcastic too so which i like so it's very funny but it really just illuminates the different types of propaganda campaigns and the like i think he would probably call this pre-propaganda where you're prepping the public for turning for influencing them to support something so it's not like world war three is going to be tomorrow it's probably going to be a good ways off, but this is, I think, 
we've already been prepped, at least a, a good number of the public has, to oppose Russia and see them as a demon. Mm-hmm. In China, people— China. Yeah, there you go. China. People have their thoughts about China, but they don't hate them. They need people to hate them the way they hate Russia. And I think this might be the beginning of drumming up that hate among at least enough of the population. doesn't have to be everybody. It just has to be, I'd say, 51% of people. And then we have Iran. Iran, I think, is pretty easy to, to drum up hate amongst the public. Uh, and they need all of these narratives, these separate narratives of hate, to intertwine together and to, oh, wow, they're one axis of evil. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Now, I don't think World War III is going to be something that causes – it's going to cause physical destruction for a lot of people. I don't know that it will here. I think a lot of it will be cyber. It will be unlike anything we've ever seen before. And I honestly think we're already in it. But I don't think we, we're going to officially be in it until a little while down the road. But I think this is part of shaping that war fervor. They need people to be enthusiastic about war, just like they're enthusiastic about putting a Ukraine flag in their Twitter profile. People and, still have that. I, th- th- those yeah, are the two, right. that that's the great thing that came out of the whole Ukraine Russia situation and COVID is when you see one of those people that are wearing a mask or have a Ukraine flag in their profile picture, you know you can disregard anything that they say about anything. I, I, I get a little bit perplexed sometimes when somebody who has a somebody likes a tweet or they or something like that and I see it and they have a Ukraine flag in their profile. I'm like, wait a minute, is that like a sarcastic <laughs> like? What, what's going on here? <laughs> Because that person supports sending weapons to Nazis. Okay, and part of the Great Reset, too, by the way, is I, I, from what I, my understanding of watching the videos of Klaus and everybody, is that America takes a step back in the world. And, and things are evened out more. We're not such a world power. And China rises up a little bit. And I believe that a World War III that we don't do so well in is part of that process. Again, I don't think that's, I don't think it's tomorrow. I don't think it's a month from now. I think it could be a year, a couple of years from now. But I do think we're in that process, and I think this is part of that process. Now, one more clip from Fauci. I've talked a lot about how Fauci is leaving public office, but that doesn't mean his influence is going away. In fact, I believe his influence will actually be far more dangerous outside of public scrutiny. And in this next clip, this is exactly what I'm talking about. He's asked about what he's going to be doing next. And here he is talking about his future plans to create an army of little Fauci scientists. Here we go. After the circle. Make a lot of sense. What do you plan to do after you leave NIH in December? What's next for you? You know, I don't know, Margaret. And and the reason I don't know is I want to strictly stick to to the ethical guidelines of not negotiating what my next position, wherever that may be, in a university or in a foundation or in a whatever, until I actually step down. I want to continue to write and to lecture and utilize what I will have outside of a government position. What do I have? I have 54 years of experience as a scientist at the NIH. I have 38 years of experience leading- Is he just giving his resume? and most important <laughs> infectious disease job. research institution in the world. And I've had the privilege of advising seven presidents. I could use that experience, that know-how, that judgment to help others, to write about it, to, to lecture about it, and perhaps to encourage at a time of anti-science the best and the brightest among the young to at least consider a career in science 
in public health and importantly in public service. If I can do that after I step down, I think that'll be, you know, something that I would be pleased with. Dude wants that Clinton, Obama uh, public speaking money. That's it. He wants that public speaking money. But if what he said at the end there is true, and he has said this in other interviews months and months ago, where he plans on working directly with young young scientists. I want to help them shape the world. So, so he wants to create a little army of Fauci's. He wants to create the future scientist in his image. And his image is his image of a scientist from what I from my understanding of him and research on him has very little to do with science and a lot to do with the public relations aspect and the propaganda around science science. So he'll be telling people they're doing science, but he'll be telling them the most important thing to do is you have to control the narrative around your science while you figure your science out. Cause that, that's essentially what they're kind of doing is everybody's a Guinea pig. They tell you one thing in the beginning and he is masterful at his ability to shift the goalpost and the media has helped him in that. But that is what the training of a scientist under the Fauci School of Science would be. It would be in shifting the goalpost on what sci- the science is and what it means for the people. Because he's saying literally the opposite thing now that he said in the beginning of all of this. And that lady's just sitting there going, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, and not saying, hey, why did you lie to us? And anytime anybody calls him out on that, it, what happens is what happened at the White House the other day. The press secretary walks up and takes the microphone from Fauci and says, we're not having this. You can't ask Lord Fauci here, which I think means like devil or something like that, about why he lied to us and why his story is different now. And by the way, the guy who opposed him the most died right before the pandemic started. Coincidentally, Carrie Mullis. Did you say something? You, I can't, you yeah, said yeah. Lord Fauci, and yeah. then I, I thought Lord Farquaad from Shrek, and then I thought, wow, just throw the, the wig on him, and he's a real-life Lord Farquaad. I, I don't know who Lord Farquaad is, but <laughs> I have uh, that. What, what movie is that from? Shrek. Shrek. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I do remember Shrek, but I do not remember that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so enough about Fauci today. So the final story, before we get to the final story, which is going to be about this whole saga of Trump's dinner date with anti-Semites and racists. Is it Nick Funtes or is it Kanye? Which one is the racist? Which one's the anti-Semite? Are they both both? They never really tell us that. I, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about in the XR, which is a subscriber-only portion of the show, and that is which Biden family member got shafted when it comes to getting a stocking at the White House. There was one... Ashley. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know if that's the name. But there's one. You don't spoil it if that's correct. You don't want to spoil it. I'm just. I'm, never mind. <laughs> one of the Biden family members, the most vulnerable of them, I think, got shafted, and we're going to see who that is. And we might also talk about how the Minnesota Vikings accidentally got a little R-rated during their football game in a very stupid way, yet kind of funny. And that's what we're going to do in the subscriber-only portion. If you want to get access to that, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. What you get is you get the subscriber-only portion of the show, and you also get this show, the Drive Time News Blast, with the ads taken out. I take all the ads out for subscribers, and I put that together with the XR, and you get it in your own private RSS feed. You can also, if you want to support the show, you can go leave a five-star review and a comment that warms my heart. And even though Cam says he wants mean comments, don't give him mean comments. Give nice comments. The meaner, the better, baby. Because it keeps morale high and it keeps motivation high. 
to do the show and, and keep diving into the news, which can be dark and, and tough to go into sometimes. But I appreciate all the support and all the wonderful things that people say. Patreon.com slash Propaganda Report. All right, on to the final story of the show. And Cam, you've noticed we're not going to get to the guest yet. We will in a minute. But I didn't tell you this. There is a special guest we're going to have here yeah, in, in a that. moment on the show. He does and not like being called sexy by men. That's what I've learned. You don't like being called sexy by men? No, I'm fine with it. He doesn't seem to love it. Well, he might. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> so the media has been flipping out all day long about Trump dining. Trump dined with a, an anti-Semite in Kanye West. Or It's unclear who they're... I know that Nick Fuentes is, I guess, Fuentes. how you say his name. Yeah. Is that, how is it? Fuentes. Fuentes. So you're very... You're up on Fuentes then. Well, I mean, I, I, I know that the little, I, I know the little dork's name. Yeah. So, and he is very, I watched a couple videos of this Fuentes guy and he very much does not like Jewish people. And he seems obnoxious and a provocateur. He seems like somebody that I, I personally would, I, he just seems like he's trying to make a bunch of money off of, off of saying things that he knows are incredibly extreme is what it seem, seems like to me. And he went to a dinner with Trump, with Kanye West and Milo Yiannopoulos. And a lot of people didn't report that. But it was Milo Yiannopoulos was the third one there. And here's how the media is reporting. I'll just let you hear how they're reporting. So Trump had this dinner scheduled with Kanye. And Kanye shows up with a couple of other people, apparently. And this is how the news reports it. Trump says he didn't know. And Kanye confirms that Trump didn't know. At least, you know, maybe they're both lying. Maybe not, but I'll let you hear how the media reports it. Then I'll let you hear what Kanye says about it. All right. Politics of extremism. Former President Donald Trump announced <laughs> right. that he would seek re-election to the nation's top office. Yeah, so it says on screen, politics of extremism, with a picture of Trump looking like he's making a, a I guess their viewers would think a racist comment. I would think making fun of somebody comment with that face he's, he's got on. I, it looks to me like he needs to poop. And she looks right. like the crypt keeper, so it's like, yeah. you know. <laughs> she definitely does. This is PBS NewsHour. Mm. One week after former President Donald Trump announced that he would seek re-election to the nation's top office, he dined at his Mar-a-Lago home with two men known for their racist and anti-Semitic beliefs. 24-year-old... Now there's a picture on screen of Nick F uh, Fuentes, Kanye West, and, and Trump all looking... Uh, like this so racist. racist thoughts. Yeah, so racist thoughts going on in their head. Political commentator Nick Fuentes and Ye, the hip-hop musician formerly known as Kanye West. Laura Barone-Lopez has more. The Department of Justice identified Fuentes as a white supremacist last year. He is a Holocaust denier <laughs> who has threatened violence against Jewish people and spread hate against black Americans and other groups. Ye has also been condemned for anti-Semitic and take that back. I didn't notice this first time around. So when she said that there, it flashed to a picture of Futez. And in the picture, he's standing behind a podium that says, I will not comply and has a vaccine needle broken in half. Which I find to be interesting that the government... By the way, the U.S. government has said that they stand with the protesters in China. It's their right to protest against the zero COVID lockdowns that's going on. Which is interesting because when people protested the lockdowns and the mask over here, they were literally called domestic terrorists. I mean, that's what they were literally called. Yet the government is saying, we support them over there. And now they have this guy 
who I, I am not supporting this guy. I don't like his content, but it says I will not comply. I, I do like that. And it has the vaccine breaking half. So very conflicting messages that they're giving us in the media. Ye has also been condemned for anti-Semitic and anti-black comments. In statements, Trump claimed Fuentes was invited by Ye and that he did not know him. The dinner is the most <laughs> recent example, however, of the former president associating with bigoted individuals and conspiracy theorists and elevating their ideas. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck... I want to stop that before we get Chuck Schumer's comment. That's what every single outlet said, the exact same thing. Like, you can tell how robotic she is in reading that. That's just the latest example of the president, former president, hanging out with people who are bigoted and conspiracy theorists and spread racist ideas. I mean, she's reading a script. We have very safe bio labs in the chat here says, so racist, so white supremacist hanging out with a rich, successful black man. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, I, I love that little line there about how he's spread, how Yeezy is spreading hate black against black people. It's like, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hear from him in a second. He walked out of an interview on this that happened right before the show started, and I, I got a clip of it. Here's that chick again, whose hair looks wonderful, I'll, I'll say that. Getting ...with bigoted individuals and conspiracy theorists and elevating their ideas. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer responded on the floor today. For a former president to sit down and have dinner with a high-profile anti-Semite is disgusting and dangerous. To give an anti-Semite even the smallest platform, much less an audience over dinner, is pure evil. Even assuming the former president didn't realize Mr. Fuentes was coming to Mar-a-Lago, for him to refuse to condemn Fuentes and his bigoted words after the dinner is appalling and it is dangerous. I, 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 there's no evidence that he refused to condemn his words. Trump put out a statement on truth, or he truthed on Truth Social, saying that Kanye. Here, I can read it to you. He said that Kanye West, or Ye. He said Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, was asking me for advice concerning some of his difficulties, in particular having to do with his business. We also discussed, in a lesser extent, politics, where I told him that he should definitely not run for president. Any voters you may have should vote for Trump. He said. Anyway, we got along great. He expressed no anti-Semitism, and I appreciated all the nice things he said to me on Tucker Carlson. Why wouldn't I agree to meet with him? Also, I didn't know Nick Fuentes. That, that was Trump's statement. And that, that has sparked this news cycle that he had. You know, all of these people, they've had pictures taken with some of the worst people in the country, on the planet. Because as someone who's a provocateur... Who, who knows that they, by being associated with them, like a David Duke type, yeah. if they can get their picture taken, they know that they can just shimmy up or they can be at a rally or something. They know that these politicians, uh, if they're in certain contexts or situations, they'll just do whatever. And they can get a picture taken. So there's pictures of all these people with the, the worst on the left or right. And the thing that Trump did, which it's perplexing, why would you have... It's obviously not a good campaign strategy to have dinner with Nick Funtes. Yeah. However, Kanye West gives an explanation to this. Kanye yeah. West. Either was that on, or he's a dark horse, one of the two. A dark horse candidate? No, no. I mean, I think this is. I'm just saying, like, ye bringing Nick Fuentes. Oh, I mean, right. take, having lunch with Nick Fuentes, bad idea. Right. Bad Did idea. Ye who brought him? It was Milo Yiannopoulos. 
Oh. Which I just found that out right before the show because I was getting ready for the show and Tim Cast popped up on YouTube. And I'm sorry. Kanye West and Yiannopoulos and this Futes guy were his guests very briefly. They were his guests. And so I have some clips of Kanye, of, of him explaining kind of how him and Yiannopoulos kind of explaining how everything went down that I'm going to play for you guys that shed some light on what happened. Now, whether this is true or not, you know, that's for you guys to decide. I don't, I, they lie all the time, so who knows. But this is what Kanye said on TimCast about an hour and a half or so ago. Yeah, that struck me. I was like, wow, he got them on already? But I have a guest on that's definitely going to trump all of the guests that TimCast had on. So we're going to have a guest on here in a second. On the Hill, which is from earlier today, 5 p.m., Pence says Trump should apologize. It's wrong to give anti-Semite a seat at the table. This, of course, is related to a dinner that happened, and I, I was wrong a little on the details. So a dinner happened. Uh, Nick, you were there. Yay, you were there. I just want to uh, start off by how did this din dinner come to happen and, and what happened? Oh, I thought I was listening to Ben Shapiro for a second. <laughs> I was talking to Trump for about a month. We had scheduled the dinner in October, and then he announced for president. He, he pushed the dinner back to November. Um, and I've been pulling together a campaign. And after I put up the, the DEF CON tweet, uh, a bunch of people that have been canceled, like Alex Jones, I started getting in contact with other people that were now on the you know, the inside of the matrix. And uh, Alex Jones pr producer said that Milo wanted to contact me. And here we are. So that's how you guys got in contact. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, originally. And, um, and then uh, I've suggested uh, um, that we bring in uh, Nicholas as a, as a enormous extra brain firepower that he is. Um, most extraordinarily brilliant uh, political commentator of his generation. So Milo brought this person in, not Kanye. Milo, who was a infamous gay person. Who I'm struck by Trump. how straight he is. He's right. so straight now, Brad. He's straight. No, he has come out. <laughs> Milo has come out as an ex-gay person, Yeah, in my opinion, because it was no longer shocking to be a gay Republican. He's a provocateur. Exactly. For sure. Y exactly. And so bringing in this other guy to this meeting. Now, I also can't buy that Kanye's stupid, though. So this is all. There's a lot more going on here than what they're saying. But yes, it, it was Milo who brought him, and then they continue. Um, and he's uh, been treated just about as badly as anybody. So I thought he deserved to be in the room too. And I've listened to this kid, Nick Futas. He is not the most brilliant political commentator of our he's, generation. That's the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. He's legitimately a whiny little dork. Like, he, I'm not yeah, just saying that. Like he's just a little dork boy. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah that's, that's pretty much how we all got together so i have some questions about that but let's we'll, we'll we'll get through the dinner portion of you know how exactly this happened what went down so this is how you get in contact the three of you how is it that nick ends up invited to this dinner and and what happened well he he was rolling with me i was impressed with nick and i was like just come to the dinner and we had uh karen giorno uh pick us up from the airport and there was a lot of back and forth. There's another gentleman named Jamar Montgomery that was with us. It's a, uh, he's an engineer at Boeing and his, what is it? I'm telling him just uh, we should raise everyone's volume. Okay, cool. Um, and we sat there and it was like when Trump came in, we were 
I said, do you want to sit alone? He's like, no, bring your friends in. So a big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. And Okay, so is that true? I don't know. Does it fit Trump's personality? He c- comes to meet with Kanye. Glenn, Kanye. Oh, what about you? Oh, no, I'll bring your friends. I don't care. It, it does. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's true. Well, and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if Kanye didn't know who he was either. Like, I mean, I don't I don't think that, that it would make Kanye dumb to not know who Nick Fuentes is. I feel like only a small pocket of people know I, I, who yeah, he is I think unless very... they're watching him watching CNN for their rage bait. Yeah, I've heard his name, but I had to look him up again. And when I looked him up, I went, oh, that guy. That's kind of how my, my familiarity with him. Yeah, all Milo being a provocateur. Yeah, I, I think that, that that is one, I think, explanation of this. But so Kanye kind of goes into a bunch of stuff about Jewish people here, where he, he starts starts saying, blaming everything on, on the Jews, and it gets a little heated. And then it, a little bit down the road, it gets to this. This is what ultimately ends up happening in the interview. And what you see from Futez is, are the only words that he said, at least from what I saw on this show. And I didn't see the whole show, but I did watch up to this point. Now, let me make sure that, sh- that screen is shared. <laughs> and and I don't not. even know if this is like legit or not. It happened, but I don't know if it's stayed. I don't know. Kanye does a lot of things. Oh, hold on. There we go. On screen. It's been extremely unfair to you. I think. Who was they though? We can't tell you they is can press. I'm not using the. I don't, I don't use the word as the, as the way I guess you, you guys use. I'm, I'm talking about. It is about them it. though, isn't it? I mean, because <laughs> no. and, and because when you think it's about not. it, consider. Did you hear that? I'm not so he, using... he does. So he, he interjects to say it is them though about Jewish people. That's Wait, the he first said thing. That? Rewind you it. I, I was just laughing at him going. I don't say they like you guys do. Like that's that's talking legitimately about, right. funny. Yeah. So, yeah, and then he jumps in and says, yeah, it is them, Funtes does. Person, all of this, so I can serve him. And the more and more those things are taken away from me, the more I can be empty and be a vessel and be able to be used. And right now it's like, you're not going to take, if, if we can't, you're not going to take my pain away, right? The Jewish people say, it's the Holocaust, this happened, and you can't say anything about it. We can't take their pain away. No one's going to denounce the fact that, they tried to lock me up. That's what it, because every time I'm just holding stride and it's like, I didn't, I thought I was more Malcolm X, but I find out I'm more MLK because as I'm getting hosed down every day by the press and financially, I'm just standing there. And when, when I found out that they tried to put me in jail, it was like a dog was biting my arm and I, 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 I almost shed a tear almost, but I still walked in stride through it. Yeah. I, I think I think they've been extremely unfair to you. I Who think. is they though? We can't Cor- tell you they Cor- is. Corporate can we? press. I'm not using the. I don't, I don't use the word as the, as the way I guess you, you guys use. I'm, I'm talking. It is about, them though, isn't it? I mean, because <laughs> no. and, and because when you think <laughs> about not. it, consider it. In 2018. What do you mean it's not? It, what What do I mean? Like, uh, uh, okay, so how about? Are you leaving? Are you afraid of the press? Kanye's He's leaving. Um, Kanye just got up and. I'll left. say it right now. Um, you guys, I, I, you guys want to bring that stuff up, and then have think the we're discussion. not going to have, not gonna have like, a conversation. Like have the discussion. Like you, you think Be- yeah, he's going to come in here and say, "Here's my pain, here's my suffering." I'm going to say, "I hear you," and then he's going to say, "And it was Jewish people," and I'm going to be like, "Okay, but don't you consider?" So I'm not going to do this. I, I refuse. Go, uh, make sure he's cool. All right, go for it. Luke and I will have a conversation. Now Milo's, is so uh, I can't say I'm surprised. What what what, well, what 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 do I even do? 
Let's, other than ask him, please elaborate on this. Are you referring to individuals? Or are you quite literally blaming an entire group of people for the fact that powerful individuals are causing you harm? I, I really wanted to ask Nick about his thoughts about MLK, because I know they contradict uh, his comments about that. But So they all left. All three of them left. Now, did they plan to do that? Maybe. Maybe they planned to do that. I, I, I don't know. But that, that's what happened just before we started recording the show. So... <laughs> Were they running cover for Trump? I, I don't know. I had no idea. But it, it that is it, an explanation it doesn't that look, is different from the one the media is giving, is what we just witnessed there. Right, but it doesn't look great to um, have them uh, have Tim Pool. I don't know. I don't know. That just that doesn't make Trump look good for them to all walk out like that because he wouldn't just automatically go, oh, yes, of course it's the Jews. Right. Yeah. And Does it look good for Trump? No, it that's doesn't. That's a great is point. Is Milo being a damn dark horse in this? Is he is he on someone he else's team now though? Milo's the type of guy who yeah, whatever he senses a mainstream thing is, he is going to immediately take the opposite of that. Yeah, he's he's a provocateur, contrarian, and a real life troll, to be honest. But it's like what's his he he does have an agenda. Outside yeah, of that, getting I, I want to know what that is because this make this doesn't make Trump look better. No, not at all. It, it, definitely not. Another angle of this that I found to be interesting was that Ye Ye and Ben Shapiro had a little bit of spat on Twitter because Shapiro spoke out, but Shapiro has also been kind of coming into conflict with Candace Owens, who some might call Ye's handler. At least she has been called Ye's handler, and. Uh, she works for Daily Wire. Like, she literally works for Daily Wire. Is she going to get fired? Or are they trying to show we allow opposing views on their, their platform? I don't know. It's all, it's all sketch. And they, Tim Cast might have gotten, might have gotten Kanye, or Yee, I keep calling him Kanye, Yee and the Futez kid and Yiannopoulos. But I got somebody even bigger to join us today, Cam. Oh, did you? I have the former president himself is going to oh. be, he's, he's on the line with us. Are you there, Mr. President? Uh, hello, Brad, uh, Cam. You know, a lot of your listeners are probably thinking to themselves, wow, it's, it's pretty late right now. But, uh, you know, I only need like three, four hours of sleep at night. Uh, I, I'm up most of the night just reviewing uh, the documents that I'm still allowed to review after being a president. Oh, the declass or the classified documents. Yeah, I just spend most of my time uh, needling through classified documents. Yeah, always working hard, Mr. President. What was going on with that dinner? Did you know? Did you truly not know who Nick Fuentes is? Just fill us in on the details. I, I mean, I. I I don't know. You know, God, yeah, he comes up. He, he comes to the house. It was supposed to be him. Uh, he surprised me with some little friends. I, I had no idea who they were. Is that, are you telling the truth or are you just trying to cover things up here? I mean, Brad, you, you know me. I'm, a, I'm an honest, I'm forthcoming. If I was to, I, I own up to the things that I do. And you're in no way an anti-Semite. Um, I declared... Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. I, I, uh, I allowed my favorite 
uh, 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 child to to marry a Jewish man. What what about that says anti Semite? That's what I would say too. What did you guys discuss at that dinner? Uh, uh, you know, uh, Kanye's a, a a troubled troubled young man. Uh, so we talked a lot about uh, his businesses. I told him I'd never wear a White Lives Matters t shirt. I think they're stupid. Of course, um, of course. We talked a little bit about fashion. I don't know if you know this about me, but fashion is a uh, a huge hobby of mine. It's a huge passion hobby. of yours. Uh, yeah, a passion of mine, even. The Miss Universe competition uh, displayed a lot of fashion. You know, the best part of that story, which a lot of the media didn't cover, was the fact that uh, an outside source, and I want to know if this is true from you, Mr. President, and, and this this is part of the story, is they say an unnamed source say that things got a little tense during that dinner because Kanye, or ye asked you if you would be the vice presidential candidate on his ticket. So he would run as, and you would stop your campaign, or maybe keep your campaign, but run as his VP. I mean, that's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, and by that, I mean the rapper Ludacris was the unnamed Oh, well, so Ludacris was the source. Ludacris was also there. That's one of the things that the fake news isn't reporting on. Probably because he's an African-American. You're based out of Atlanta. Luda's from there. I'm a huge fan of Atlanta. I don't think it's one of those shithole cities, at least most of the time. <laughs> well, no, not most of the time it's not. And Ludacris definitely re- Except for when, the, when, the, when I-85 collapsed. I was pretty shitty. But, you know, it was bad. It burned down. I think that it was a, a psyop. I, not a psyop, but I think that it was an intentional burning down. Well, the, you know, uh, there, was a, there was a whole Mercury Red scare, but we don't need to get into that because if it does exist, it's the most deadly substance known to man. But uh, how do we know it exists? We don't know. The CIA yep. won't tell us. I yeah, think you, Milo is actually a CIA agent. You think so? So you think he's... Did you know who Milo was before he showed up? Because Kanye said that you you saw Kanye and you just said, bring your friends in. Yeah, bring your friends in. This guy, Milo, I think he's a master of disguise. At least the last time I saw him, he probably looked 180 times different than that. Uh, I think he's a deep state operative, to tell you the truth. Hmm. Well, Mr. President, I I thank you for filling us in on some of these details and joining us. Well, you know... I want to say uh, a happy belated Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to both of you. Uh, I'm thankful to be here. Uh, yeah, well, and well, you, yeah. well, you know what this is, right? What? Can Can you feel it? <laughs> are, are you going to say it's is, a storm? This is the calm before the war on Christmas. Oh, yes. The war war on Christmas Christmas is very real. I hope that you two do not forget about that. Uh, We need soldiers in the war on Christmas, digital soldiers in that. And Brad, you know, uh, I'm all about image. Yes. If I could make a suggestion, I would tell you, uh, don't dress like Kenny Anderson on your show. (laughs) Wear a sleeve shirt. The, the, the former Georgia Tech basketball player? Is that I, like what I saying? said, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Atlanta and their sports. Uh, you know, and, and I saw that you showed little Chucky Schumer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what is he? Is, is he President Logan from 24? I mean, what's going on with this guy? He's like I mean, he's white. Villain. Yeah, President Logan. He is a supervillain. President Logan is black. Well, what about Dr. Fauci retiring? Do you have any thoughts on that? 
Oh, Dr. Fausti. That's what I like to call him. That's what I think you were making reference to earlier. I was. The devil. Faust. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Cam, do you have anything that you would like to ask the, pre- the, the former president? Uh, I just want to know if he believes that a hot dog is a sandwich. Because, I mean, if, his word would be definitive, I believe. Uh, I mean, is it a sandwich? Uh no, it's a hot dog, but technically it's meat between two pieces of bread. But the bun itself is is locked together at the bottom like a hinge, like a door. Yeah. Like Which a, most a sandwiches, sandwich. Most sandwiches, you know, the, the bread is two separate pieces, so I would say no. Right. It's uh it's definitely a hot dog. Right. In China, they probably call it a sandwich. So I Nobody knows what's going here. on in China. I mean, the fake news is reporting on this, that, and the other. They're saying things like, we don't have a military. Things like, if, if you open up our, our hangers, there's nothing inside of there. But that's, yeah, it's absolutely that's fake. The fake news is just fake new, news. It's ludicrous. Fake faking uh, all over the place. I mean, if you but, want real news, you need to go to people like yourselves that the digital soldiers. Thank you. I I want, I want to get your response to a comment here and then we'll let you go. I know your, your time is valuable, Mr. President. Chris in the chats here says that Trump is a total puppet for the Zionist claiming that he's um, um, anti Jewish. It's beyond ridiculous. It's another psyop. What what would you say to that? That, that I am a puppet of the Zionist. I mean, come on, come on. I'm not a puppet of anybody except for myself. All right. So you puppet your, you pull your own strings. Thank That's you. Right. Mr. I mean, I, I, I have enough money. I don't, I don't need your money. I don't need the Zionist money. I, I don't need the Republicans' money. I'm, I'm doing this all on my own. I was, I was debriefed in a bunker before I ran in 2016. <laughs> Is that you in a bunker? Uh, it was a four-day debriefing. Stormy uh, Daniels, they, I believe, told us all about that, right? Yes. <laughs> They 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 showed me a video. It was a lot like uh, the movie Clockwork Orange, but the Clockwork Orange stuff was going on to the American people. Uh, we've totally been invaded by a deep state fake puppet master government, much like Cobra from GI Joe. As yes, a matter well, of fact, uh, I'm just waiting for. Uh, for Biden to, to get in his escape pod and, and yell, retreat! Like it, it won't be long. Well, Jack here says you never put lettuce on a hot dog. End of story. Uh, agree or disagree? I completely agree. You never put lettuce on a hot dog, but you do put sport peppers. You put I, like, I like Chicago dogs, personally. Oh, Chicago dog. Yes, of course. Okay, Mr. President, thank you for joining us today. Hot dog. You put mustard on a hot dog. Everybody loves mustard. Anybody who doesn't love mustard, I mean, I don't know if I want to know that person. Well, but, you know, anyone who's nice to me, I'm going to be nice to them, bottom line. And that's what the media is saying is a flaw in, in this case. So, uh, thank you, Mr. President, for joining us. Mate, we'll have you on again sometime in the future. We appreciate you uh, lending us your valuable time, and we appreciate you guys. Uh, letting us have a little bit of fun at the end of the show. Uh, Cam, thank you for, for joining me today, and I hope that your your break was good. It's good to be back. Good to see you again. And I know you had some problems with your glasses. You got some blue lens glasses that you're trying to get squared away. I can see them now. And thank you, everybody in the chat, 
for who was a uh, uh, very active chat. I appreciate everything. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And it's such a late at night. And we'll talk to you guys. Well, we're going to go to the DMBXR and continue the conversation. And again, propaganda, uh, patreon.com slash propaganda report if you want to get access to that or right here on Rockfin at rockfin.com slash propaganda report. We will talk to you guys next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you.